Hello and welcome to the Codec Moments podcast live. Uh, this is a, a new experiment that we're trying to uh, see if we can put these things out actually on internet radio, which amuses me greatly. Uh, today we're here to talk about, well, I guess what's coming up in 2020, a little bit about CES. I'm joined by Dr. Matthew Holt. Hello. And uh, Ali Cornwall. Hello. Uh, how are you both boys? Good. good, thank you. Yeah, this is exciting. It's a bit different, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, there we go. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, thanks to our friend Kev, who produced those lovely intros for us. Uh, so, how's your week been? Have you been keeping up on the uh, the gaming news? No. No. I've been doing a GDPR okay. course. <laughs> <laughs> what gaming news is probably the the answer for me. I, I don't think there's yeah. been much of anything, has no. it? Really? No, not really. Uh, oh well, great. Well, that was a lovely episode. We'll uh, we'll see you next time. <laughs> Bye. Uh, seriously though, well, <laughs> we can't we can't just leave it at that. Um, there's not been a lot of gaming news, not especially from CES, because it was just more random logos and people losing their minds over that. In fairness, CES is just the whole gamut of consumer electronics, yeah. isn't it? It's not yeah. a necessarily a gaming show at all. Uh, so to be honest, the fact that you just got a logo and a picture is probably more than we should have expected. Yeah. I've done extensive research for today, and I can uh, I can reveal that they have, in fact, changed the number on the PS5 logo, which was uh, unexpected, if I'm honest. I think a lot of people just expect them to carry over the four still. Because uh, it, 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 it seems to be massive news, and I, I really cannot fathom why. Yeah, and the fact that it still uses the same font, which surely is a trademarked font. Yeah, imagine imagine a company has. carrying through its yeah. logos. I know, right? <laughs> and using an iterative number, like crazy. Yeah. I'm genuinely shocked. <laughs> so there you go. So that's it. CES news done. <laughs> You've got more, I'm sure, Matt. But uh, first of all, let's let's talk a bit about 2020. I am very sorry to interrupt the recording, but we are being informed uh, that it's a 404 error on that link. Oh. Well, that's not ideal. And it, it does interrupt. Well, on the, the radio one. <laughs> on the radio one, yeah. Codemoments.com forward slash radio. Are you putting a, um, a forward slash at the end of radio? Yeah. No, you don't need to. You just need... Oh. Oh, have I got to set up additional redirects for people like you? The excessive forward slashes. Oh. <laughs> I told you the link. I told you it was codecmoments.com forward slash radio. I didn't say it was codecmoments.com forward slash radio forward slash. Forward slash. <laughs> no, forward slash. What you did is you said it was radio when I asked, is it live? Um, and what I'd done is I'd copied the URL from the live website. So all I did was replace live with radio. Oh, Schoolboy era. Yeah, honestly. Where's the quality check? <laughs> I hope you liked my podcast thingy. Enjoy. I know I did really bad, but whatever. What was that? I think that sums up the mood. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> that was, uh, that's Justin Knowles' daughter who did a load of uh, stuff for us when we asked for uh... random things. I mean, if if we're just going to fill time until Matt's sorted out his feed, then um, I am just going to fill it with noises. This is where I needed a fart brewing, but I haven't got one going. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> Fat Man Scoop, Crooklyn Clan! 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 Fat Man Scoop, 
Crooklyn Clan. Fat Man Scoop Crooklyn Clan. <laughs> he gets me every time. Yeah. <laughs> In fairness, Ali, we may as well just fill this now. Get it out of his system. Otherwise, that's all we're going to get through the entire show. Anyway. Right. <laughs> Moving swiftly on. Okay, what's coming up in 2020 that we're excited about then? Quite a few things. There's a fair amount out there, I think. Yes, a lot. I think uh, in no particular order, uh, Doom Eternal is on there. Because I was disappointed it got delayed from November. Uh, Resident Evil 3, Nemesis, with the remake. Yeah, Yeah, I'm really looking forward to that. Good good job of that. Two, I'm so oh. tempted. I keep hovering over purchase on the uh, on the sale for Resident Evil Two remake. Oh, do it! You should do. It's yeah. You'll not be disappointed, and it's not a twenty five hour game either. You could taking it steady. It's only going to take you seven or eight for your first playthrough. So I think it's worth going for. Yeah, and but it's yeah, not a, the usual um, like remaster. They've they've done a, a really good job on it. Yeah, it looks like something special. Yeah, and I I played a, the hell out of Nemesis. Uh, when it was originally released back on the PS1, so I am I am excited for that. And then uh, the next one's Ghosts of Tsushima. Oh yeah, because yeah, it looks amazing. I don't know a great deal about it. I've avoided finding out a great deal about it because I just really fancy playing through the Last Samurai as a game. That's just yeah. I don't know what it's going to be about <laughs> or what it's going to do. But it just looks phenomenal. So yeah, I'm, I'm really excited to when that eventually comes figure out or finding out what it's like well that sounds good i'm uh i'm really excited about watchdogs legion oh i keep forgetting about that yeah i mean because you know number one i've got this this contractual obligation to just like and talk about ubisoft games so <laughs> let's get that out of the way um but i'm just i'm really excited about it doing something a bit different something i suppose we've kind of seen before in that in which was the was it driver three the one with the where you could flick between cars uh, was that san francisco was it san francisco san francisco yeah so it's kind of like that on a on a new grander scale with a watchdog scale i'm i'm excited to see how it works and how it comes together and the the whole thing about you know lots of unique individual characters and um interesting in terms of the the gameplay narrative how that works yeah yeah i'm looking forward to that um what else zombie uh, zombie army 4 just oh yeah just because it's a zombie army game and what's (laughs) not to love about that i love it and the entire thing in uh in co-op as well it's got to be because the others have been yeah it has i mean it's just gonna be ridiculous fun built in the um in the sniper elite 4 engine as well it's gonna look yeah fab isn't it it's just gonna look great it's gonna look grim not not great. It's going no, to look okay, grim. Yeah. Those X-ray zombie death shots are going to be horrendous. It's like an X-rated Michael Jackson video, and I, I really wish I hadn't said that before I finished no. the sentence, if I'm honest. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, okay. And then the really big one on my radar is coming out in April on the 16th, and it's Cyberpunk 2077. Oh, yes. Because um, it's great. It looks like a heady mix of Blade Runner, Ghost in the Shell, System Shock, GTA Five, Deus Ex, Sleeping Dogs, um, all all from the company that brought us The Witcher Three. I'm in. I, I'm being quite reserved with it 
because I do think it looks phenomenal. It looks like it's something I'm really going to enjoy. But then I thought that about The Witcher 3, and I just, not like a lot of people who I know really enjoyed it, I just got bored. Get out. And that's that's my concern, that it could be this really exciting premise. But just says the man that's just spent chat, ages playing Death Stranding. The, the <laughs> actual walking simulator. Back. Yeah. Yeah. That the was hell's more wrong exciting than walking around grassy lands, oh. talking to someone. It's been another no, twenty minutes on no a horse. Swearing things, you push your limits, Matt. No. Oh. <laughs> it didn't. It didn't grab me, Ali. It didn't at all. And I gave it a good twenty hours to to do that, and it was the point I was just about to leave for Skellige, and I thought I'm falling asleep again. I turned it off. Dear Lord, I d- I like I like what I'm hearing about it. I like the fact that they. They basically came out and said in in July 2018 we'd finished the story and you could essentially do a playthrough. And since then they're still working on it and they're still adding things. And a lot of the a lot of the story that's being cut is being woven into the the side quests and the other narratives. Yeah. So it mm-hmm. feels to me like it's going to be a, a really kind of joined up world that y- you believe. And and they're working with the first person, the immersion. And everything. I, I'm I, I really like. The sounds of the lengths they're going to to make it into this massively immersive world. Yeah, um, and I, yeah. I think it's going to be one of the first games that's not specifically for next gen, depending on how it's going to work. Because a lot of them are backwards compatible. That's either going to have a patch to put it into next gen or something. I think it's going to be one of those first games, a bit like Grand Theft Auto did, that brought a. Oh a, yeah a previous gen into the next gen. And I think this will be one of those first ones just with how good it looks. Yeah. Obviously a lot of the things we've seen on, on PC. So I think it will be, yes, you can have it this gen in April or whenever it is. And then I think either towards the end of the year or start of next, there'll be a patch or maybe something at E3 where they'll say we are going to enhance it or whatever. It also sounds like it's going to do, some new things in terms of the RPG elements as well. So, okay, they've said yeah. uh, the only game overs that you're going to get are if you die. So if you fail a mission, that's it. That carries through in your gameplay. Yeah. yeah. Um, so the branching endings, the branching dialogues, um, the way you approach it, your augmentations, everything, all, all play into these multiple endings that will be available. Um, but I also like the fact that little touches, like people will speak different languages. So you may not necessarily understand people, but you can buy augmentations later in the game, like modules that you download into your brain, I assume, that let you understand them. Yep. And that kind of choice is, do I, do I bother to seek out, you know, Spanish so I can do this side quest, or do I just, you know, go and learn Polish instead? I don't know. Hmm? I think it'll be a really, really big game. Um, and I'll be interested to see what the multiplayer is because they initially said no, no no multiplayer and then they did a bit of a U-turn or whether it was a curveball to throw us off the scent but they have put more probably close to a year if not two into multiplayer as well now I didn't I didn't know that actually I'm, I'm quite intrigued Ooh. by that yes yes there's multiplayer in it originally it wasn't going to be in it I don't know whether it's one of those ones where it's um, kind of server-based to kind of limit the numbers and rendering and all those kind of things. Um, but yeah, there is there is some form of multiplayer, but they've been very tight-lipped on it, other than people were disappointed that there wasn't going to be any multiplayer. And then they said, uh, actually, yeah, after everyone's feedback or whatever it was, hey, we're doing multiplayer. And then 
Yeah. Oh, interesting. Oh, that'd be good. I, I'm intrigued to see what that is and how it works. I I almost think there's some kind of asymmetrical element to it, like the like you kind of saw in Watch Dogs. Yes. Yeah. Uh, hmm. Good stuff. Ali, what are, your, what are your choices for 2020 then? And I know here we're kind of focusing on stuff that's coming out early doors as well, aren't we? Yeah. Um, so you've picked two of mine already, or three even, that I've, I've put on my little list. Um, but I've got the Marvel Avengers game that's coming out by Square, which is, I think that is March, April as well, isn't it? So that's, is, am I right in thinking yeah. that's, the, that's the first non-Tomb Raider game Crystal Dynamics have worked on in 15 years? Yes. Something like that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And from what people have told me that have managed to get hands on it, it, it plays really good and feels good. But that is from a show floor demo, so we'll have to see what happens from there. I'm, I'm interested in it. Yeah, I am because I think it's got a lot of potential. And Crystal Dynamics are usually right with what they deliver. Yeah, but I'm, I just don't know if it's missed the mark with the marketing and the lack of tying into the films. Though we know why, and I think we've discussed this in the podcast before. It, it just doesn't feel like it's got a lot of excitement around it. Definitely not at the moment. Maybe that will come in the next two months. Uh, but I'm intrigued to know what it's like. Yeah, same here, yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if maybe we get some kind of demo before it's released. Go a bit old I'll probably, or, or I'll probably help it a lot. <laughs> Something, yeah. <laughs> um, but I, yeah just, so, I just can't wait to get to the end game. Oh, <laughs> you need that on your buttons, Matt. I, don't, I might have it on my buttons, but I'm just not organised enough to have done it yet. <laughs> yeah. The disappointing thing is we're just going live, we can't cut that out now, no. can we? No. <laughs> you stuck with the bad buns, people. Um and then um you guys won't like me for this one. Uh, Andy might. Uh, Animal Crossing that's coming out on the Switch again. Do you know mate, it's, it, it's on my extended list of things I was gonna talk about if you mentioned Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. Yeah, well yeah, this is why I've got a, an extended list. I've never played any of the Animal Crossing games, but everyone have said that I love it and it's just a kind of make your own farm and build and grow stuff from what I gather and yeah why not I'm hooked already <laughs> you know I'm, I, I've I've played a, a fair bit of the uh, one of the I can't even remember which one it was on the 3DS but it's just a complete time sink mm. a little bit like Stardew Valley oh t- yeah yeah that, yeah that exactly that kind of thing so um yeah I'll be I'll be picking that up and then finally something that hasn't got a release date yet and hopefully is this year it's, it's scheduled for this year is the new Oddworld game which is Soulstorm Oh yeah So I'm a big uh, Oddworld fan so well, yeah we'll get in touch with Pete closer to the time and and see what's happening and and what not but yeah that's that's due to come out at some point this coming year Uh I think yeah I'm hoping that summertime uh, mm. at the latest because it, it's been in development for well since they released um old world wasn't it the the new and tasty so yes it's got to be three years if not more something it's, like that yeah it's, it's been a long while. while so yeah no I, I i'm looking forward to that one as well that should be really good so anything else worth mentioning that we've not talked about did we, well, did we talk about the last of us part two well i was just gonna say mm. that's the one i've not mentioned and i think the thing is when i was looking at and thinking about which game is the moment most excited for this year i really do want to play that but i think it feels like it's been so long coming that actually i've forgotten it was coming out this year and it's coming out in may isn't it it's not actually that far away um it's the end of may yeah 
I'll be playing that. Uh, is it? It is one of my most anticipated, but I think because it's already had so much hype, it almost doesn't feel worth talking about. That sounds really bad, but that's kind of how I feel about it. Okay. Yeah. Um, other than that, you've got the Final Fantasy VII remake thing, if that actually does release. So oh, that's coming out on my birthday. Oh. So, good good know, point. So there you go. If you, want to get, if you want to get Matt a present, 3rd of March. Yep. Yeah. Um, and there's a demo dropping soon, but we don't know when that is. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, um, okay. And uh, I suppose we'd be doing Mr. Cullen a disservice if we didn't mention Halo Infinite, which should be a, a Series X launch launch, well, so. launch yeah. title. You see, I can't edit that out now either. <laughs> no, you'd expect it will be, won't it? It's, it's going to be coming as soon as the console does. It, it's got to be a system seller. And it looks, I mean, yeah. I, I don't know if what they're putting out at the moment is all pre-rendered, but it just, the scope and scale of it looks phenomenal. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Um, just a couple of other games that are on a list that I'm just looking at now. Uh, Vampire 2, or Bloodlines 2, Vampire Bloodlines 2. I didn't play the first one. But no, I didn't either. In, in a few bits on Twitter and that when that was announced, people have lost their minds over it. Apparently the first one was really good. You've got the Lego Star Wars Saga, or the Skywalker Saga. Oh, yeah. That, no, that's on my list. I will, I'll be getting that, because it does look ace. Noir 2. Oh, okay. And Noir 2? Yeah, you know the um, Dark Souls book with Samurai Swords that was oh, on N- PSN? Neo. Neo 2. Oh, is it Neo? Sorry. Neo, not Noir. Sorry. <laughs> Can't edit that out either. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and then last one is Empire Sun, which has just popped up at the bottom of the list, which I was quite interested in. Oh, which is that? your, um, it's like sitting in the 20s, 20s gangsters meets XCOM. Oh, that sounds awesome. Mm. Yeah. yeah, it was it was subtly announced, I think, maybe at E3 or something like that. And it's been on my radar since. Um, it's It looks and sounds very good, but I'm not sure when it's due out. Mm, no, it does sound like an interesting one. Oh, good stuff. Excellent. Very interesting. Nice roundup. Well, if you've uh, if you've been listening to this and you think we've omitted uh, your particular favourite game that's going to be coming out in 2020, why don't you tweet us at Codec Moments and uh, we can consider ourselves suitably chastised. Yeah. yeah. There we go. Right, so uh, CES News. I was waiting for Galvanise to kick in then. Funnily, funnily enough, I expected something a bit more dramatic than that. Dun, dun, dun. That's all you get. Sorry. Can't. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> Go on then. It's early days. Give me time. I thought you were right. CES, CES news, Matthew. Oh, you want me to? You want me to pick up on C- the CES Seeing as you're the only one who prepared for it, yes. All eyes on you, Matt. Right, okay, so CES, tons of stuff announced, uh, loads of great mainstream stuff, uh, but I figured we're not going to talk about that. We'll talk about some of the more unusual uh, bits of tech that have, have come out of it. Although I'm saying that, the first one I'm going to talk about actually is probably fairly fairly straightforward. Did you guys see any photos of the Panasonic HDR VR goggles? No. Uh, so think, no. think of gl- sunglasses that are opaque... Uh, but a bit thicker. I'm trying okay. to think. Um, have you seen Ghost in the Shell, the original uh, yeah, yeah. manga cartoon? And I forget his name, but her big mate with his circular little 
they, they glasses. Glasses. looking glasses. Yeah, just, they just look like that. easier. Yeah, thanks. I know. I know. That, it, it, I got the right word. I got the anime <laughs> reference. It was just the, the weird Panasonic. But that was. Panasonic. So Panasonic's VR goggles. Uh, but the, the the HD, the VR, the micro OLED displays, uh, and they look like they might be a serious contender if they're actually real. That seems to be the sceptical part, part of it. People are not really thinking it's um, it's genuine and going to do what it says it's going to do. But they also link up to some uh, Technics earbuds as well that are built in. So they're going quite cross-manufacturer with them. Could be interesting, could go nowhere. Uh, what else did I see? I saw really for home decoration and nothing more than the fact that they're hexagons. They're like <laughs> Hue hexagons. So they're Philips Hue, but it's not by Philips. Uh, right. Nano Leaf unified hexagons, they're called. Basically, just stick them on your wall and they're, you know, remote mood lighting. But you can connect shed loads of them together and they learn your lighting patterns and uh, the people around the house and start to mimic it. That sounds really so cool. That you actually. don't need to do anything with it, but because they're completely modular, you can form whatever shape you want with these hexagons and have them streaming across multiple walls. And the images of them make them look really nice. And I think there's a view that, assuming these are commercially successful, then they'll move into other shapes and different things that they're going to do, which could make it quite interesting for, uh, well, interior design. How, I didn't how, think I'd be talking about that. Today. How big are they? Uh, from the pictures, they look as if they're maybe 15, 20 centimeters across, maybe a little bit bigger. Okay, because uh, when you said nano, I was wondering if they were, if you could almost use them like an impromptu video wall kind of thing, quite pixelated, but that, that's no, going to be really pixelated. No, I think the company's called Nano Leaf. Uh, okay. So I think that's slightly deceptive. Uh, then there was, I saw something by Bosch. Uh, so they've done 3D displays that don't require goggles, glasses, or anything like that. A little bit like the uh, 3DS. I think the principle is, but they're talking about using them for car displays. So, in effect, your speedo, sat nav, everything else yeah, will be but a 3D display in front of you. Didn't the 3DS make loads of people vomit and yes. get headaches <laughs> yeah. when they first did? They had to like really dial it down, didn't they? Absolutely. Yes. So, what you do is you put that tech in a car. Great. So, basically, it's just going to be a bunch <laughs> of people driving with migraines. I think it's all. <laughs> It's all target renders when you see the stuff. Uh, but it's an interesting idea. And one one of the reasons I picked it out is because they actually claim that it actually makes drivers better and more responsive because they can judge a lot better rather than the flat displays. In fairness, I want drivers to be looking at the road in front of them, not the displays. So we'll see. We'll see gonna, if it makes it into any car at all. I was going to say, because when you look out of the window, you can see the world in 3D anyway. <laughs> So it's yeah. you need it in your okay. car. Yeah, okay, great, thanks. Uh, and then the the last one that I have that was, that was quite interesting, well, definitely for me and Andy, maybe not for Ali, uh, but it is smart cat litter boxes. Uh. What? Oh, no, what? No, right, don't tell my wife. Dear Lord, we've got a smart <laughs> cat flap and it is anything but. It's the bane of my life. Right. So believe it or not, there are actually two that got announced. Uh, from two completely different companies. Well, you need uh, competition in the market, don't you? I mean, yeah, you do. Uh, basically, they in effect both uh, weigh and chart the temperature of your cat when it goes in. Uh, they analyze the pH value of your urine. They can check 
<laughs> they can check the cat's crap uh, for whether there's anything wrong. There's one of them that automatically contacts your vet and to send test results off. And it's what? just, it's just overkill. Absolute <laughs> overkill. But I oh, did read this and thought, yeah, your wife's going to want one. <laughs> <laughs> honestly no because she will don't please don't tell her because she will and i can just imagine getting a phone call from the vet saying oh sorry your cat's due in for a service your your litter boxes flagged there's one up by um there's one by carry me two and there's one by lulu pet um or carry me two sorry that's the name of it. it's by Novan sat uh, but lulu pet's one is really interesting that can differentiate between multiple cats so it doesn't just do it for one, it does it for any animal that goes inside it. So you just like, who had this idea in the first place? And is there really going to be a market for them? Are I'd, we just finding random things to put on the internet? I am just, I'm just waiting for the text message to my phone that tells me my toddler has gotten into the cat litter box. <laughs> will be, yes. You need to take your cat to the vet. Oh, yeah, well, yeah, okay. It's an interesting, I thought it was suitably silly to, to feature, really. Then everything else was just TVs and Blu-ray and stuff. The, All the other bits that uh, that you'd usually expect at CES, which are not particularly exciting. It's just posh and expensive. The the two bits that I read were, because I did read something, um, the first one was the Hyundai are making like a flying Uber, essentially, that will be able to pick you up and fly you with a range of 60 miles and then drop you hasn't, off. And the idea is it'll be... This an... been out, hasn't this been touted for a couple of years? Is that a different company I'm thinking of? Well, they, they reckon that it'll be in production by the late 2020s. So, you know, watch this space. Um, and the other one was, that was it the Segway wheelchair? Oh, which I, I did see that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so what was it? It's, uh, it's the entire internet said it's basically the chairs from Wally. It's the downfall of humanity. <laughs> yeah, now you mention it, actually. I'd not seen that, but you're right, it is. Yeah. Yeah, it it looked like a really... I, I, I'm sure when you come up with these concepts, they're a great idea because they're solving a problem that they, the inventors assume is out there, but motorised chairs for healthy people, just it just seems ludicrous. And I love the fact that a journalist drove one into a wall. so uh i don't know if you went to ces if you were there you saw some great stuff why don't you tweet us and uh, and let's know what you thought if you've just been sat here watching the news uh living your life vicariously through others like us then uh equally you know alleviate our boredom and get in touch um (laughs) i've got a quiz does anyone want a quiz i've got one more news story oh sorry it's a more depressing one there's me moving on and yeah i apologize that's okay. Uh, no, final final bit, and it's because I read it today uh, and was a little bit not at all surprised. But it, it wasn't the news. I'm just going to say something. It wasn't the news that got me. It was the comments section. So uh, yeah. it's it, it's game. Uh, the shopping oh, yeah, stores yeah. again. Uh, I think it, the article said about 40 in total. There's been maybe 20 odd announced so far. They're assessing the rest, largely due to uh, rent costs yep. which is a fairly typical thing at the moment and, on the uk yeah, and it appears a lot of it is down to into as well a lot of them are into malls shopping centers where they're going yeah so that's yeah the, the that's a management into, company right yes okay 
Yeah, but they're combining some of them into uh, Sports Direct stores as well, so they're having them as concessions in there. So actually, some of the stores they're shutting, they are actually transferring all the staff and everything over, so they're still operating in the area. They're just under one roof to save money. So there's a bit of a mix. But really, that's not a huge story, given if you've looked at any of the um, business news this week, it's all doom and gloom from every single retailer. It's just... Poor performance on the market. That's what it is. But it was the comment section that just did me in because I think it was something like 20 odd comments before anybody actually got to a sensible thing. The the it was just all constant, ah, the owners don't know what they're doing, they're overpriced, blah, yeah, blah, blah. And you're thinking, you off and stuff. The, yeah. the thing with the overpriced element, I was looking at it and thinking, well, if you've been in and you've seen the prices they charge for a physical game, have you not seen what they charge on the PSN and the Xbox store for brand new physical games? It's yeah. usually more expensive. You know, a few pence maybe, but it's on a par with it. And you think it's not really a reason for that anymore. It, and I think it just got to me, just reading it, thinking, well, you're complaining about the downfall. Well, the downfall is because people are not going and spending any money in there. And they're either buying it digitally, which is fair enough, you can do that, or you're buying it online at probably not much cheaper. And that's just the way it is. It's not really the company. It's definitely not the staff. It's no. shopping habit changes. And, you know, recognize it instead of moaning and whining that things cost too much in there. It'd be interesting to see how many of those people that are moaning... At- shop there but also use game as well as there are other retailers that do it but not as many that go in and trade the games for credit or or whatever to yeah. buy new games and yeah. they're going to lose that other outlet for that it would be down to cex now and that's it yeah and there's a the, the sort of that running conversation said, oh yeah and their pre-owned games can be more expensive than the the ones that you're buying brand new and you're thinking well yes they can be they do do that sometimes but what do you expect if people are not going in and buying the games and they make a hundred percent of their profit on pre-owned? Of course, you're going to try and price it a bit higher to try and recoup what you're not getting elsewhere. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like the the stores that have branched out into the belong arenas where they're trying to do something a bit different are doing better. So they've got a plan, they've got a model, and nobody's ever going to really agree and and like every single business practice but i genuinely don't want game to disappear because without game we have nothing on the high street for gaming without game we have no independent if you're lucky they're not in every town and they're not always profitable and they can't always do the same things but if you leave it up to the supermarkets which is pretty much all we've got i don't know if you guys have seen the top 10 on your supermarket shows recently but you're lucky if there's a game that's less than five months old in their top 10 yeah it's poor and you're never getting anything even slightly uh, unique or indie. You're definitely not getting any indie. It is only the very big publishers. I know my my obsession with uh, going in and checking the games in Sainsbury's was a bit of a running gag on the year of shame, but uh, it, I don't even bother anymore. The, the selection is so poor. And yeah. if you do want a new release, they generally don't have them on release day now because they must be serviced no. by by somebody else so it's frustrating the the worst thing about game going would be the loss of game telford's twitter account as far as yeah. i'm concerned oh, it, that has yeah, to yeah. keep on <laughs> it has to live whatever yeah. happens because that guy's got such a passion for games as yeah. well he's brilliant yeah um, i mean he's, the, the, he's almost the face of the company at times he's, he's superb yeah yeah and, and the one thing that will hit me um I, I do go in there occasionally and sometimes i'll buy like merch as opposed to 
games, but it'll be when the Series X is launched and I've stopped trusting Amazon to deliver me something before like 10 o'clock at night. So I go for a midnight <laughs> launch just so I've yeah. got it. So I'm not got to wait for some delivery numpty because I had an issue. I think it was with my original Xbox One. But anyway, um, so yeah, where, where am I going to go to get a midnight launch now? I don't fancy driving yeah. up all the way up to Meadow Hall or wherever. Now, they're not going to go completely. I mean, they've, they've said their announcements. It's all about removing the unprofitable stores, uh, but mm. still trying to maintain what they're doing. And that's exactly what it is. But, and like I say, the news isn't really surprising or the thing I was getting at. It, it's the attitude of the gaming community, which is actually killing this kind of enterprise anyway. And, you know, we are all going to end up digital eventually. And I have no doubt that in five, ten years, game may not exist and no high street game retailer may exist. But then we are all stuck with only one option at that stage because I, I didn't know this until I did some checking for our prize for our um, control quiz winner um, is that you can now no longer buy games to gift on the PSN. Oh. You can only buy it from Sony for yourself. So you can't go buy a game code anymore. I didn't oh, right. know that. I didn't know that had stopped, and apparently that was well over a year ago. Oh, I didn't know that either. So you, when all of this option has gone, and it's digital only, unless they have an, an outlet direct from the publisher, who of course are never going to give you a discount, or direct from the platform holder, you, you know, it's it's really is going to limit your options and your choice on how you consume your media and what you do with it afterwards. Yeah, but but we are going to end up there, and I think we know that. And just play me old man card and go. I don't like it. I prefer to, go, <laughs> yeah. prefer to walk in and have the choice of actually buying something physical and then going and trading it later. And then I also like being lazy and just booting something up without putting a disc in. So, yeah. yep. And I like the convenience of next day delivery on Amazon. <laughs> so, yeah. Use all three of them. That's actually my advice. Just go, go, good mix. Yeah, I'm glad we cleared that up. And stop complaining about it. If you don't like it, get off your ass and go and buy something. Be the change you want to see. Yes. Okay. I'm done. I'm, well, <laughs> thank you very much. Who wants a quiz? Yeah, go on then. It's time for another Codec Call quiz. Yeah. That is an old jingle. That is an old code jingle. Call. Yeah. You need to update that. I was hoping you wouldn't notice, <laughs> if I'm honest. Yeah, but I didn't update it. No. Uh, so, uh, in the true spirit of what we've been talking about today, we've been looking at some of the games we're excited to see in 2020. So, today's quiz is Is it a game planned to be released in 2020 or a porno film title? <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, this is <laughs> this is going to be really bad <laughs> it's not going to be as bad as you imagine I'm not, I'm not feeling as, as bad at my having to troll through the Pornhub statistics for the decade quiz now exactly well Whatever. You know, I thought I thought I'd let my internet search history join yours in the gutter <laughs> so uh, who wants to go first I'm going to let Ali have that honour Okay. I have to pick a good one for Ali. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Lord Winklebottom investigates. God. <laughs> Game. 
That's right, it is a game. It's uh, set in the roaring 20s. The world's foremost giraffe detective is about to embark on his most challenging case yet. Uh, coming to uh, coming to all platforms in April 2020. Is he is he a giraffe? Or yes, he is. he detective I, or giraffe? I, I, I'm going to be honest and say... I'm not sure. Uh, my assumption was that he was a giraffe who detects, but actually, now you mention it, maybe he is just a guy who it looks for, for looks giraffes. for giraffes. Yeah. Um. the The developer is actually it's it's like a one person studio and it's based in Sheffield. So maybe we'll have to speak to her and find out because I really yes. want to know now. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Um. Define giraffe detective. Yeah. Okay. Uh, very good. Is is somebody able to take scores because I'm not competent. <laughs> yes we'll, we'll count our own excellent okay uh matthew flashpoint x flashpoint x what well, sounds like it should be a game but it's got an x in it I, i'm gonna go skin flick that's right. After Doug, a member of the fire station number 23, gets killed in a car explosion, the rest of the team is left with some pretty heavy issues to handle and presumably lots of sex. Well, um, I was going to say, if you hadn't put the presumably in there, I was beginning to think it sounds a little bit like a storyline from Spooks. Not far. Actually, it does a bit, doesn't it? Yeah, no, you're, you're right. It does a bit. End, was it end of series six or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Tom, what are you doing? <laughs> uh, okay, Ali, the dinner party. Let's go porno. That's right. A group of young women, all friends, gather for a formal dinner party, and soon the discussion gets around to their favourite sexual fantasies, as it does. Brilliant. Sounds like Little Women. <laughs> does, it, does it, though? <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. Uh, Matthew. Mm-hmm. Uh, Red Wings, <laughs> Aces of the Skies. Right, I've got, that's got to be a game. That's right. It's a third-person aerial combat game about World War One for PC, Xbox One, PS4, Nintendo Switch, and uh, it's coming out sometime in 2020. Yeah. If it was called Brown Wings, I might have made another guess. <laughs> this is this is true. Uh, okay, uh, Ali. It came from space and ate our brains. <laughs> game. That's right. Uh, it came from Space Nate. Our brains is a unique arcade top-down shooter, looking, uh, which is a four-player co-op mode, tons of aliens that you need to send into oblivion. And uh, yeah, it's coming out on Nintendo Switch, PC, PS4, Xbox One, uh, sometime in quarter one. There you go. Mm-hmm. Uh, Matthew, House of Dreams. Oh. Oh. We're going to go porn film? That's right. You two are surprisingly good at this. <laughs> it's uh, it's an 80-minute erotic dream featuring masturbation, straight gay and kinky sex, no dialogue, interesting sets of photography. <laughs> okay. It's quite the synopsis when it starts to talk about the sets, isn't it? Um, Ali. Hit me. Candy Factory. Game. No, sadly, it's a porno film. It's uh, Sally Sugarplum owns a candy factory operated mostly by women. 
Uh, a couple of two-bit hoodlums uh, then try to run a protection scam on her. Ugh. Sounds like, I reckon that's got film guff written all over it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, one last one then for... Dr. Holt, I would assume uh, Sisters Royale. Oh. oh. I. Oh. Game. That's right. Sisters are vertically shooting things for themselves. It looks like a top down <laughs> bullet hell twin stick shooter that's coming out on Nintendo Switch and PS4 at the end of January. Good. So Good. let's draw a line under it there, I reckon. Yeah. <laughs> Before we get on to One Piece Pirate Warriors. Ooh. Uh okay. So uh, what are the scores? Somebody help me. Matt won four three. Oh, right, there we go. There Yay. you go. Congratulations, Dr. Holt. You know your pornography. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right, I think that about wraps things up for today, doesn't it? I, it, it doesn't. Does it not? I'm, no, it doesn't. I'm terrible this at this. Is the, this is the danger of live broadcasting. Is that I have literally just seen a news story pop up Ooh. about one of the anticipated games of this year that we never mentioned and never even thought about. Well, what was it? What was it? Assassin's Creed Ragnarok. Oh. So rumored for the 29th of September. Oh, there we go. So yes, PS4 and Xbox One, uh, again, rumour, PS5 and Series X versions to come as well. So yeah, yeah, it's it might be fake, it might not be real news, but it's popped up and I thought, you know what, completely forgot there was a new Assassin's Creed, Creed game coming out. Makes, makes given, sense though, because Black Flag straddled the generations. It did. Yeah. Mm, yeah, it did. I've just seen something else as well about the new Batman game from Warner Brothers that keeps being teased. Apparently they've teased some more of the logo out, which makes people think it's Court of Owls. And if it is, that is going to be one trippy game if it is Court of Owls, because I've read Court of Owls and that is a crazy, crazy series of comics. It's. I think there's a few surprises to come this year, but we haven't by any means got the full release schedule we don't know what's coming for the new consoles really yet so i think i think it could be quite a good year even though we've only been talking really the first five months yeah I, th- I think that we we as consumers have kind of said enough's enough with telling us about a game and then you know you don't get anything for two or three years and mm. i think they're starting to get wise to that so rather than leaving you hanging you just won't get anything until oh look here it is and do a bit of a bethesda here it is it's released you know in a couple of weeks a couple of months whatever yeah um, so i think i prefer that yeah. it's nice to know yeah, stuff's in gotcha. development but don't tease it and hype it for several years and make us bored of it yeah and make uh, yeah. it a completely different game or look to what it was <laughs> yes. <at> E3. <laughs> <laughs> and whatever you do don't mess with the puddles are we going no, back to that no, quiz? you'll, in- you'll incur the wrath <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I liked it. It was good. <laughs> well, there you go. Well, I I haven't just been sat here on Google waiting for new game news to appear as we're as we're broadcasting. So um, I I can't join in this bit of conversation. <laughs> no, that was it. That was all. I just thought yeah, we can't finish without mentioning it. 
Well then, no. to um, to hark back to the quiz, take us home, Dr. Holt. Right then. Uh, if you want to get in touch, we're at Codate Moments. We've got a Discord channel, which you can find on our at Codate Moments bio, because I can't remember it off the top of my head, because it's lots of letters and numbers. And uh, we are also on Facebook, and we have an email address, contact hyphen us at codatemoments.com, plus, of course, obviously, the website, which we're hoping you're already at and listening to this on. That good enough for you? That works for me. That was brilliant. Right. Thanks very much. Uh, I hope you enjoyed this. If you were listening live, and I know one person in Northern Ireland is, so I'm going to assume that's Stuart, uh, then thank you. <laughs> Let us know how it sounds. And uh, until then, we'll, uh, yeah, we'll bid you adieu. Goodbye. Bye. In a bizzle.